everyone, and welcome to the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast. My name is Stephen Dutzman. I am your host, and I am joined, as always, by my very best friend in the whole wide world, Amanda Farrow, the, su- the princess of power. I don't know why I wanted to call you the superhero of power. That works, but it's not your name. It is not my nickname, in fact. How are you, my friend? I'm very tired. It was the first day of school today, so Amanda's head go boom. Uh, girl, same. I. It was an uneventful day for the most part. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. I know that it's coming. Like I know the chaos is on the way. Today oh, was. Oh, it is. Today was okay though. It was you know we're doing the digital learning thing. We have all three of them have laptops. We didn't have any major internet outages. The kids cooperated. And the internet, for the most part, did as well. And it's half days, so it's really relatively... It's not like we have to keep up the pace for seven hours. We do. Yeah, yikes. I know, and and I feel quite bad about that. That's okay. Um, Our hybrid model is... uh, Hopefully will work. But we... I honestly... I give... I give it all, like... I don't know. Two weeks? Tops? I think two weeks is is somewhat generous. I, yeah, I got nothing. Uh, two weeks is is generous. It could be over any time. With that said, it was crazy prepping for it. But once we were there, I had all my passwords written down. I, I had the schedule printed out. I was good. I was emailing teachers and school counselors. I was just going all crazy yeah no i definitely did the same thing i had to nail down a violin rental for my youngest uh for my youngest son so that was that was fun that was difficult i don't have a frame of reference for how easy it is to get a violin it's not it's not difficult like there's a there's a uh music music instrument rental place that's like 20 minute drive away in new providence that's not bad so no, goodness no, it's not too bad. And they would have just delivered it to the school, but I didn't want to deal with the extra nonsense. So that would um, have been extra nonsense. It a hundred percent would have been. Speaking about extra nonsense, we got a busy show this week. We had originally, so everybody, you might be wondering, Steve, why wasn't there an engaged family gaming podcast last week? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> that Amanda and I recorded an amazing hour and 15 minute show. It was real good. It was one of, I think one of our best. I, Without I much to really talk about because we were like making it work. We were. And the thing is, <laughs> I say we recorded really what we did is we spoke and it never recorded. So I got to the end and it occurred to me that it was, that I was in trouble. And fortunately, Amanda is gracious enough to still record podcasts with me. So, but instead of just going over the same topics, which we are not going to do, we'll cover some of those things later if necessary. We simply cannot ignore the fact that probably the biggest game of the year other than Cyberpunk legit did just come out this past week. And not only did it defy expectations, but it's good. We're talking about Marvel's Avengers. Yeah. And like we knew I was going to like it because whatever stupid superheroes, I like dumb things. But the fact that Amanda liked it, that is saying some things. 
I really like it. And so we're going to talk about that. And then we were ready to have it just be a full on Avengers episode and just talk about it and go crazy and maybe make some stuff at the end up or whatever. And then Microsoft went and like announced a console because they got trapped because <laughs> they had to announce it at three in the morning Eastern Standard Time, which let me get I, my, I don't work in PR probably was not when they wanted to. And so we're going to talk about those two topics. So but before we do that, Amanda, we got to talk about our sponsors. And one of them is you. And that is oh. the Virtual Economy Podcast. So that is a podcast that is hosted by Amanda and her partner, Mike Footer, where they talk about the business of games. So I like to say that a thing that would be a one sentence beat on this show gets an hour of discussion over there because they get into the weeds and they get expert commentary. Sometimes that expert commentary is their own. And in fact, often sometimes isn't even a fair assessment. And they are this week. Y'all are going to be talking about this console thing among yes. other shenanigans. If you ever really wanted to know more than you probably should legally about the Apple versus Epic thing, you can count on these guys. They got you covered. Oh yeah. Yeah, we've got a segment all planned out. We got to yeah. we got to talk about it. Do you have a drop yet for it? Like have you like composed music <laughs> or like done some sound cuz at this point it's got to be a bit go well it's time to talk about Apple versus app epic versus Apple versus epic that's that just came out of my head you talk about it so much you basically need a drop like in like a morning radio host <laughs> I will help like it I will help make one for you if you need it I've never done one before but it feels like need yeah pretty much absolutely and so that is our first sponsor. It's the Virtual Economy Podcast. I love this show. You guys do amazing work. I'm so Thank glad you. to see that it is growing and is a fulfilling part of your week. It is. Because, it, I mean, you and Mike were talking about this stuff anyway. So the fact it's that you just true. decided to throw a mic in between you and, like, play some music at the front and back is pretty, pretty ingenious. I mean, if we were going to just talk about it anyway, and we get into really in-depth conversations, like the stuff that you guys hear on virtual economy is legitimately how we talk to each other yeah, all the really, time. <laughs> it's really true. The, 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 the time that I was there, I was in one of the conversations that inspired some of the stuff they talk about. And let me tell you, this is it's literally how they talk. Our other sponsor is the Engaged Family Gaming Facebook community. So you may be wondering, hey, I found you guys on Twitter or through various algorithms, and you maybe want to connect with other folks just like myself and Amanda or other parents that are dorks themselves and want to connect over all sorts of geeky things. Or maybe you're a parent that just wants advice on the regular about these types of things. Don't want to just wait for the podcast. Well, good news. You're in luck. Join the Engage Family Gaming Facebook community at EngageFamilyGaming.com slash community or something like Facebook.com slash groups slash Engage Family Gaming because we're fancy and join that group. Tons of parents in there. It's about 300 plus strong and you can always count on answers to your questions if you need help. And we have a new sponsor coming up next week. And we'll talk about that later. There's another podcast, not by me, but by somebody else in the Engage Family Gaming family. But we will do that next week. 
Ever, so let's go around the horn to talk about literally one game, and that's Avengers. I just want to yell about it forever. I'm going to stop talking, Amanda. <laughs> tell me, because you and I have been on a voyage with this game. We have. Tell me, tell me your Avengers journey. Okay. This is, this is good, though, because the first time that I saw Avengers was at E3 2000 and was it 2019? Yeah, it was last year. Yeah. So it was a closed-door, hands-off demo where we had which to means, sign. Which means what? what does, what's like a hands-off demo? Sure. So a hands-off demo is where you have a presenter that is playing the game, and you are just sitting quietly and taking notes and recording some of the things that they're saying so that you can transcribe it later. Um, and so that was like my first interaction. Is So the the beginning part of the game is what was showed off as the as the vertical slice. You hear that word a lot when you're in game development and when you report on game development because that's essentially your demo. So that's what they showed off. They showcased each of the heroes and except for Kamala, which was challenging because Kamala couldn't be a part of it. Kamala was a was a little kid on A Day. So that was my first encounter with it. I didn't really know what to think. I was like, okay, I mean, I like the Avengers. They're cool. And, you know, I like Thor. Thor's cool. But it didn't really grab me. I, I was just mostly confused about their messaging. So it was a lot of business stuff that really annoyed me. And then I played it again. I did a hands-on demo during PAX West last year. So I got to play that vertical slice that I only got to look at during June. Um, so like a few months previous. So that was interesting. It was a little too long. So the there was stuff to do with Black Widow that it, it just was, it was too long. The Taskmaster stuff was way too long. So they actually ended up shaving that down quite a bit, which was pretty cool. And then we started to get into the things like the war tables. And I got more confused about the game and the game started to annoy me more and more. And I was like, I'm going to hate this game when it comes out. It's going to suck. Like, that's Which what I was worried said, about. You said this to me out loud. I don't think we ever said it on this show. No, I've but never said it publicly. But in private conversations, you were like, man, because I would be like, I man, I'm no so hyped hope. for the. I remember being like, I'm hyped for the Avengers. And you did your. Sure. Yeah. Hope you like it. Yeah. I hope you it's do good. <laughs> you were wishing me well on my way to my first day at the job that you knew I was going to hate. You know, that's like what that was bit. the face you were making while I was doing bit. that. It's like, oh, man, oh, like, oh, this is going to hurt. It was oh, like you knew I was going to crash my bike. And, yeah. you know, but and all I could do was just let you do it because, yeah. listen, that sometimes it's just the only way we can we can learn from our mistakes. Yeah, but as were. it turns out, the person that was making the mistake was me. I made the mistake. I made Actually, the up. I, you know, hold on. I'm going to stick up for my friend, Amanda, because you stick up for me a lot. It's uh, right. I, I, I would like to I would like to state that the mistake that was made was made by Square Enix Public Relations. And the reason for that. Is, I'm, I'm sure they're lovely, and they were given they a are. weird situation, right? I think like they were I've given, a like, a weird mandate over mm -hmm. at Square Enix West, potentially because of the partnership with Marvel, potentially because of, you know, other extenuating circumstances. But the fact that Kamala Khan was not front and center in every piece of marketing is a failure, in my humble opinion, was an absolute failure of marketing, because yeah. that game is Kamala and Kamala is a treasure who should be protected at all costs. And I love her and I would die for her. 
Except for the fact that we regularly play levels where we put her in danger. But, like, whatever. She, she, she can't. Well, whatever. Work. She's a total so, badass. She's got this. So the reason that it is such a, you know, a, a travesty or a failing of the marketing campaign to not talk yeah. about her is because she changes the, the whole thing. Because the in the beginning, thing. we were like, man, this narrative is going to be really weird because we're going to have to bounce and for- back and forth between all these characters. And truthfully, one of the challenges of the Avengers films has always been the fact that there's so many people. And that's even True. harder in video games. And had they just told us, look, bruh, <laughs> this, is, this is an Avengers story, but it, you're t- the, it is told through the eyes of one character – and even if they had said in the beginning, we're going to tell you who that person is later, we would have that would have reframed everything, right? Like eventually they had to tell us about Kamala. But if we had known in the beginning, look, this is going to be a single player. This is going to be a game with a single player story. You're going to play it through one person's eyes, but there's going to be a whole bunch of missions where you can be the Hulk and Iron Man. Everybody was like, cool. But instead, we had no idea what kind of game we were playing. Yeah, exactly. And, the messaging was really broken. Mm-hmm. And now this game came out and I will admit I get to go do my victory lap. So I'm excited to go back on several podcasts that I have guested on over the past six months to a year where I was like, no, guys, I think Avengers is probably going to be good. And I'm going to go and just cheer for myself because I happen to accidentally be right. I think part of it's because I had low expectations. I'm not going (laughs) to. But but still, it turns out that it was awesome. This game came out on Friday. Yes. And I have put in probably more hours than I should have. But a big part of that is because it's really just it's so good. The combat is great. The the scenarios are cool. It's pretty. Yes. It's better looking than it should be. I mean, there are bugs and, you know, little stuff because it's a sure. brand new game. And that's just well, how and it's works. also a game as a service. So it's going to grow yeah. and it's going to change over time. Mm hmm. And you are right, though. Kamala Khan is a treasure. It's so cool because a lot of superhero stories, specifically superhero video games, historically have been kind of jaded, right? Yeah. Like they're gritty and angry. You know, we think about like the Wolverine game that came out on like PS3 to go along with those movies. That was oh like a gosh. God of War style, like hot mess. And. Sometimes they're just saccharine and obnoxious, but like good ones like this one and Spider-Man, to use two examples, are really good at just kind of being joyful and like really just kind of leaning into it. Exactly. Leaning into the experience of having cool superpowers and not really suffering under the weight of them. I think we can do that with Batman, right? Like Batman can be the one that that we suffer under the weight of all of his junk. Um, well, that's also supposed that. to be incredibly <laughs> grim dark. No matter, like Gotham Knights is going to be that for sure. It's going to be all kinds of grim dark. Yeah, I don't need that with every superhero. No, and I think what Kamala does is she guarantees that it's going to be fun and joyful. And the way they do that is in fiction, and this is the truth in the comics as well. Is Kamala Khan who? is she is a her name is Ms. Marvel. She yeah. is a Avengers fan. So she's like dorking out fan. as she meets them. Super fan. 
and it is so wholesome and so great you know like the opening sure. scenes where she gets to meet like thor and like dorks out oh like, she dorks out would. so hard like a hundred percent how we would have if we were kids oh absolutely and you know that's just some of the story beats the the combat in this game is everything that i wanted uh, what do, what do you what's your experience with it so I am I'm really psyched about how old school this game feels without being old school. Like it reminds me of a lot of the brawling games that I used to play with my brother that just I don't know the the combinations and like it's very it's very Devil May Cry meets Ultimate Alliance meets what's the other one I was thinking of? There's one other one in there. I don't know, meets every excellent third-person action game. And it just kind of throws it all together and makes, like, this beautiful gumbo of flavors and profiles. And it's just, the combat is just so good. It's just, it's both nostalgic and fresh, and I don't even understand how they did it. You know what? If if we're crossing game metaphors, you know what it really feels like? It feels to me like they took the X-Men arcade game Mm. and remade it mm-hmm. as a Tomb Raider game. Yeah. Which is apt because it's made by Square Enix West who also did Tomb Raider. So mm-hmm. this is the 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 combat is very simple. You got high, heavy attacks, you got light attacks, you got some special moves, you got some meters that you're building up and you have specials that all the different characters can use. It's and awesome. some of the characters, like Iron Man and Thor, and eventually Vision, yes, they're going to put Vision in here. I'll be mad if they don't. Um, they have all these, to. They well, have some to of them can specifically. fly, specifically for me. And some of them can fly, whereas others just jump really high. Or they grapple. And, or they can grapple, like Black Widow. She has a grappling hook, so she kind of does like some Spider-Man kind of stuff. Or the Hulk just jumps, which... It's kind of funny. My kids didn't realize that the Hulk could jump like that. And so I was doing these crazy it's leaps. Big ass legs, man. I'm like, dude, dude's got hops. He did not skip leg day. He never skips and, leg day. And dude he, is leg day. He is leg day. And his trick is he basically flies in the comics because he can just jump so far and so high. Like, in, a, in effect, he can just jump. And... Yeah. They really kind of live into that and all the characters that I have played. And at this point, I have played as all of them. I love they are all different. They are all fun. They play differently enough that they are, you know, you have to use different strategies, but they don't play different enough control wise. You're hitting the same buttons to do the same stuff, but you have, you know, you, 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 you tank as the Hulk, right? Whereas when you're playing Black Widow, you got to pick your spots and you can hang back and use dual pistols and shoot stuff. I, I'm going to be super real here. I am having a very difficult time imagining another game being my game of the year. I mean, there's still there's still video games that are happening, but like this is just so great. It is so great. It's so well executed and considering and you know like full disclosure i you know i know some of the pr folks over at square enix west and they were really they were good enough uh to provide code for ready player mom but 
I also know it wasn't their decision to do some of the dumb marketing stuff that happened. Oh, They're I'm PR sure. folks. Like, they don't they don't get to make those big decisions. Oh, yeah. Oh, clearly they were doing what they were told. And oh, absolutely. And here's the good news. The good news, and I think this comes down to the power of the Avengers brand. And I was mm-hmm. – I actually – I forget what what Discord I was in, but I was in there with maybe it was for the Continue podcast with Anthony and all them. I can't remember, but somebody tried to tell me <laughs> that this game was going to sell bad, and I was like, "Dude, it could be a Bro. five. I was like, "Dude, it could be a five on Metacritic, and it was still going to sell because it's got Captain America on the cover, and." It's the Avengers. Like, you can't discount that. So what's awesome is it's almost like what happened PR-wise is really just more of an interesting anecdote. Like, in two or three years when we're on Expansion Pack 3 and they've added four versions of Hawkeye and, you know, now they're, like, putting, like, Black Bolt in because, like, they're just running out of dudes to put into this game – uh, and what would be awesome about Black Bolt is they wouldn't have to hire a voice actor. How cool is that? It just makes him cheaper. I just thought of Fair. that right now. Guys, that was that one's free. That's um, a freebie. Put Black Bolt in. And we're going to just remember. Oh, remember how, like, the marketing was so weird for that? When it's this massive game and, like, one of the, like, pillars of the video game industry for a while. Because it's just going to keep going because it's the Avengers. Yeah, and I think that I think that good. the only yeah, it's a good game. It's like it's it's shockingly enjoyable and it's extremely playable. So the only thing to keep in mind is that we don't have numbers yet, so we don't know what the performance looks like from a business perspective. But you best believe that virtual economy will be pulling those numbers apart as soon as we have them. Yeah, I mean, I, I will admit you know, it gives me a little bit of pause that Square Enix didn't come out like today or something to talk about how big it blew up but i have a feeling this is just also another game that's just going to go crazy over the holidays because people are going to need stuff to play and buy mm-hmm. i would be stunned if this is not wildly successful again this this be the avengers and it will certainly be on all of our gift guides i think i can say this comfortably if you have kids in your house that love action games love the avengers movies this is literally the video game you are playing an Avengers a movie quality story and experience in video game form. It's not the MCU. And I had to keep explaining that to my kids. And somehow I texted you this and I was like, somehow through like three years of this game being around, I never mentioned to my wife that these weren't the MCU characters. And that this wasn't part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. These are their own thing. And that's fine, though, because Captain America, it's Hulk, it's Thor. Thor looks really awesome in a T-shirt, by the way. I just want to say. Um, hello. Yes. And also, Bruce Banner has no business walking as he does in this game. It is quite distracting and annoying. <laughs> I said that uh, on Twitter and I was like, why? Why is this a thing? Why is Bruce Banner hot? I don't I don't yeah. like it. I mean, it's the, the whole thing. Every small piece of it is super cool so i i haven't published my review yet i haven't played enough we're gonna give that a little bit more time to have me really i want to experience more of the multiplayer amanda's gonna help me with that but oh heck yeah i will i got you but i am very comfortable 
even just based on the single player and the upcoming single player content, recommending this to just about anyone that likes Avengers stuff. So that's Marvel's Avengers. It's on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Mm-hmm. And it will be coming to the next-gen consoles as soon as they can get them there. I would bet they will be ready by the beginning of next year at the earliest. They haven't said so. They just said they're working on it. But I know they're working hard because they want to sell these things. Man, this game is going to look so pretty. Uh, the only no issue I have had is that there have been some – I've had some issues with some frame slowdowns yeah. and one bug where I actually had to restart the whole – not the whole game, but like I had to bring it down and like cancel out the whole mission. It's a game of service that just came out. So those yep. folks getting it for Christmas oh. or Hanukkah, et cetera, there's, there's going to be like a half dozen patches by then. And probably, I think, when is the Hawkeye DLC coming out? That's next beginning of next year? Uh, I'm not sure. We'd have to, we'll have to we check have to and then. And um, then if it's not all. out by holiday, it will be early next year. I know they said it was early next year at the latest. So, and that looks awesome. Adding in Kate Bishop and, and like actual Hawkeye, it's crazy. It's crazy, and I would love a ranged character in that game. So that's one thing that I don't really have. I tried to use. Yeah, Black Widow I mean, it Black Widow's work. ranged is just not nearly as effective as I'd like. Yeah, one would think that the archers would be ranged primary. But anyway, before we get into deep tactical discussions, let's move on. If you have questions about Avengers, please reach out to us. Maybe ask the question in the Gage Family Gaming Facebook group because we know there are a bunch of people that are also playing that. Yes. Um, Amanda. Yes. So we're recording this on a Tuesday, the Tuesday we after are. Labor Day. And while we slept last night, Microsoft had their hand forced on revealing a console in a way I have never seen before. Have you ever seen anything like that? And nope. why don't you tell the story while you are uh, giving us your perspective? Okay. The thing to the thing to keep in mind about anything to do around big hardware announcements, regardless of whether or not that's a PC announcement, so it's like a video card or something like that, everything is planned down to the second. It is all about controlling the message. So to have an Xbox, the next generation of gaming, to have it announced in a tweet as a result of folks getting a little overzealous about, well, I don't want to say it's overzealous, um, but there, were, there was a leak. Yeah. Somebody, somebody somehow got something and a reputable source, so someone that's worked with Windows Central, I believe, and does YouTube videos and stuff like that, got a hold of of the marketing material for the Xbox Series S, otherwise known as the extra small small. Because it is a <laughs> tiny little form factor, let me tell you. I'm not complaining. I really like how small it is. And the extra small small really, really does sell me on it. That's a that's a joke from virtual economy. Oh my gosh! It's also the, the it's also just a meme. Oh my goodness! It's pretty funny. Uh, it's memeing. All right, so and this dude put up this video what like ten o'clock last night Eastern? Mm-hmm. Like it was late. Mm-hmm. It was very late. And, and you and I woke up this morning, bleary eyed, 
wondering what the day was going to bring us, assuming it was only going to bring us the first day of school. And we both opened up Twitter. And my first reaction was, say what? Say what? (laughs) (laughs) Um. What did you, what did you, what were your thoughts? Like your first initial splash of cold water on your face, you see the shenanigans. What did you think? Well, first of all, I already knew that Microsoft's hand was forced. They wouldn't have announced anything. I think they I think they were playing price chicken to see who was going to announce their price first. Oh yeah. My immediate reaction was, holy crap, what can this system do? for that little of a price. And like, if that price is real, cause I saw the YouTube video, I saw it last night and I was like, oh, that's really interesting. I don't know if that's gonna be substantiated or not, but we'll see. And my reaction to that was, how powerful can this system be if this is what we're getting? Like if this is, this is the result, the system can't be all that good, right? Yeah, it turns out the system's pretty freaking good. And it is a digital console. So at 299, which might I remind you is the same price as a three-year-old, a certain three-year-old console hybrid, otherwise known as the Nintendo Switch, you know, you're gonna you're gonna have some parents that and grandparents that are looking at this going, I see you. Yeah, that could be pretty good. That could be good. That's a good price point. What's the difference between this and an Xbox Series X? Well, the Xbox Series X is big daddy. You know, Big Daddy is beefy, chonky, both in terms of form factor and in terms of performance, and will likely have a very hefty price tag associated with it in comparison to three nine or two ninety nine. So those so, were my initial reactions to that. I dig that. So let me ask some questions. Absolutely. So the so the Xbox Series X. This was yeah. like. The worst kept secret in the world. There have been reports and leaks and, you know. Of Project Lockhart, of, yes. Of Project Lockhart, which, by the way, not even really a good code word as far as I'm concerned. But I thought me. it was pretty yeah. cool. All right. All right. Well, maybe I'm just being wrong. No, but, it's okay. It's just so, a difference in opinion. So, so we knew that this thing was eventually going to get announced, whether it was before or down the road, because there were some people thinking that maybe it would come out like maybe next year or something like that. Yeah. So we knew it was eventually going to come. And so we've been talking about this whole price chicken and we've talked about it a few times on this show. I know it's come up on the EFG show on Thursday nights on the Engage Family Gaming Facebook page, hashtag subtle plug. And we've talked about it a bunch because we just don't know. Many of us had estimates. So, and I know you had some that you don't really, you know, that you don't really talk a huge amount about. Do you think that them announcing the Xbox Series S at $300 gives them more room to maybe have the Xbox Series X kind of excuses a higher price because they have a low, like they have the budget model. So if you want to get the Cadillac, you can do so. Or do you think it would be, or do you think it doesn't change anything? And maybe I'm just guessing. What do you think? So I don't think I don't think that it changes anything in terms of whether or not Microsoft was going to have wiggle room for pricing on the Series X. Remember that consoles are always sold at a loss, especially at the beginning of the console life cycle, because it's all about selling software. And so when they price it, they know they're going to take a hit. They know it's going to suck and they know it's going to suck for at least a year or two. And that's just the way things are going to have to go. So the. The Xbox Series S is already going to be sold at a loss. 
right? So they're not, they're going to like, they're not even, they're likely not even breaking even on it. So there's, there's that. And so what I, what I think this does is that it, it doesn't really change the Xbox Series X pricing. What it does is it softens that blow, that price tag, that sticker shock that we are likely going to see. We're probably going to see the Series X at a $499 price tag, if not a $599 price tag, depending on a number of different factors. Either way, I can't, I, I can't imagine that price, or I can't imagine that supply is going to be all that robust. I agree with you on that. Yeah, what's your I, perspective I, on this? I think it gives them room with like public opinion because, and I think you, you said this, right? Like it gives them room because if they came out and they had, this is our one show, this is our one entry into this next generation and it's $600, 599 US dollars. That sounds to me like PlayStation 3 era Sony, right? Mm-hmm. Where that was a huge mistake. Oh, well, you can get another job to pay for our console. Even if it doesn't have games, you love us so much, you'll do that. Microsoft can't really afford to do that because PlayStation couldn't afford to do that. They did it anyway. So now they come out and they go, okay, listen, this thing's 600 bucks, and this is why. And mm-hmm. presuming they can te- they can express that to people correctly they can also say and you know what for you folks that just you you don't want that you don't want to invest that that's fine number one if you have a pc you're not going to buy these consoles anyway do your own thing and and we're cool regardless because you're still buying your game pass and we've got the budget console the xbox series x which is going to play all the same games and it's going to have the cool hard the the big features that we talk about right like we talked about Mm -hmm. the solid state drives and the fast loading and the all that's there. Yeah, all of that's and, there. The only thing that it really doesn't have is it does not have 4K. It doesn't. But neither do two-thirds of American households. Exactly. So there's a lot of folks. Samples. It upsamples yeah. to 4K if you need it to. Or yeah. rather, if you want it to. So it's going to look great. It is. It's going to be beautiful. Not, I feel like, obviously, it's going to be its own competitor. Mm-hmm. But that's not a bad situation to be in necessarily if you're prepared for it where yeah absolutely there are going to be some people that don't buy series x because they can buy the cheaper one and And that should be continue to be allowed to be the case because that that a hundred percent reaffirms microsoft's direction of gaming is for everyone that ensures that folks that may not have been able to afford an xbox at all have access to a system that they wanted. Listen, I I agree with you a thousand percent. And also I think I want to project this out two years from now, right? Because that's a $300 console. It will not be there that way forever. And so when we project into 2022, 2023, et cetera, right? The the components will get cheaper to make. They'll do a hardware revision. And all of a sudden we're going to see the Xbox Series S 250 $200. This is down the line, not mm-hmm. right away, but we all, you and I both know, we've dealt with this with how many console generations. When they get down to the end and the prices drop, you know, they do some killer numbers 
this is already starting at a relatively low price point compared to what its big brother is going to do. And I think that's going to be great for families that maybe aren't ready to commit to the next generation right now because they're just happy with their PS4s or their Xbox Ones. I know plenty of people that just got PS4s this past holiday on my recommendation because, man, was last year a good year to get a PlayStation. Oh, it really was. And guess what? You know what's going to be a good year to get a PlayStation 4 also is this year. So somebody that wants to wait a couple of years for some of these things, this Xbox Series S is going to be very attractive. So I am very excited about this. Now for us, I mean, we've you and I have kind of lived through my hype cycle and, you know, financial decision making for the the Xbox consoles, because admittedly, I need one because of work and because I, you know, I, I want to have these things and my kids enjoy them. We share them, et cetera. And so uh, this is the hardware for me. I mean, the truth is I have a 4K television. We do too, yeah. And I still am looking at this going, you know, I'm really liking the idea of this Xbox Series S just because it is a reasonable step for us. And I think just we are a regular old family, right? I don't get things for free. Not, you know, neither do you, right? No, don't either. We buy all our consoles. And so it is more reasonable for us to be able, I mean, how many switches do we have, right? Like it's easier for us to come up with these somewhat smaller chunks of money to buy these consoles than it is to come up with six, 700 bucks by the time everything is all said and done. So I am interested to see how it all goes. I'm very interested to see when it comes out. Rumors are shouting about the beginning of November, but we'll find out more soon because they said it, and I'm going to hold it to them. They said in their tweet that they're going to give us more information soon. Period. Yes. Promise. Period. Promise. Full stop. Which, by the way, probably the best tweet from a brand clearly written by someone that was just doing way too much coffee at way too late for them to be working on contract. Um, very good tweets. Very good tweets about this, you know? So it's like, you that, know, we got to do it. That is led by Josh Stein. So he handles social. He's part of the social team over at Xbox. And so he had his hands on that? That that guy knows how to craft some memeable content. I gotta tell ya. Listen, the fact that he used that that meme with the side eye appropriately within context to the point where I showed it to my children and my two sons. I laughed. They declared it zero percent cringe, which is if I were to meme, they don't even like it when I say "let's go." That that bothers them. Admittedly, I'm there. Oh, because I'm their dad. Obviously, like that, that makes everything worse. My recent favorite. This is my new absolute favorite. Is I do the Yu-Gi-Oh quote. You know what I'm talking about. The Yu-Gi-Oh quote. If you're if you're okay. If it's just a game, that means it's a, <laughs> just, uh, calling it just a game is a weak mindset. They oh hate that. that- thing so so ninja said that once and everybody dragged on ninja but the fun fact about that is that he was quoting Yu-Gi-Oh, which actually makes it both better and worse all at the same time and so i every time they say something about me being cringy i tell them i tell them that they have a weak mindset and it actually really it's it's pretty good it's pretty good we got some epic level trolling over here anyway all right, that's cool. That's, that's cool. the Xbox. That's the Xbox Series X. This thing is really cool looking. By the way, it is. It looks. 
does it look like the adaptive controller on purpose? I don't know. I I think that that's just like an unfortunate byproduct of where fans need to go. So for everybody's description, long and short, it looks like a, if you just Google Xbox Series S, S. and I've been saying S like Sam, if I said it backwards and neither of us caught it, welcome to video game content creation for the next decade or so while we get Series S. Yeah, wait until they make a Series XS. Thank you, Apple. You did that to us once. And uh, just wait. So what it looks like is it is a white rectangular prism with a black circle on one side that is where a fan goes. So that's where, you know, you're kind of expelling heat from these things. These things are powerful machines and they do not want, do not capital D, capital N, capital W to overheat. Xbox is extra sensitive to overheating consoles a little bit. They get a little nervous. Yeah, yeah, they do. And so, and they decided to make it black. Now, they could have just made it white. I think, for me, I think it makes it look a little bit, it makes it look more unique and it stands out. I think if they just made it a white box, it would have been really boring. So it feels like this was an intentional decision yeah, I mean, obviously, it was an intentional decision. They don't you know, like accidentally make half your console black for no reason. I don't know, but is there? But why isn't it green? Does uh, white just not look? Does white and green just look like crap? Am I just wrong? It's it's not that white and green look like crap. You're the design together. expert. I it, I think it comes down to how do you make? So actually, I had a great conversation with the folks over at Shadow. It was Blade Shadow. And we were talking about the form factor for their ghost, which is like this little, this tiny little PC, essentially. And they were saying that they designed the form factor such that it would be a beautiful thing to have on, to have right next to your television in your living room. And it wouldn't be an eyesore. It wouldn't draw too much focus. It would just be this pretty architectural thing. So I think that gaming is heading more and more toward form factors that are beautiful as well as functional. Sure. And I I appreciate it. I, I And I think that in order to make it something that is kind of this universal aesthetic that'll look good in any living room or in any office is by keeping the colors very simple so that it maybe blends in or so that it stands out in a good way, not in a what's that nerdy thing on your mantle way. Well, you are definitely right. You are the design expert compared to me. Uh, Although, man, I'm looking forward to looking at some Instagrams of some custom. There's going to be some beauties. If the memes tell us anything, we know the actual custom paint jobs. I saw one that was that whoever the dude is that owns the Krusty Krab and SpongeBob. Someone turned it into him. And, you know, just a whole like just a whole mess. And it was great. So this holiday season is going to be wild. Now, for those of you that are listening and are like, I can barely hold on to this much information. There's going to be so many Xboxes. Fear not. I am already. And I said this on Twitter and it got a decent positive response, mainly from the people I know who are going to support it. But we are already working on an explainer. So when you go to the store in late November, because I'm sure these will be out by then. And you're like, I don't know what Xbox to buy. You're going to be able 
to go to engagefamilygaming.com. And we will explain what the differences are so you can make a decision. Because honestly, with the Xboxes, they all play the same games. So it's really about price and features. Yes. And we got you covered, guys. So and so and Amanda's got my back while I'm writing this thing to make sure that she's fact checking me. Absolutely. Make sure that I got it right. So any other final parting thoughts about the Xbox Series X or Series S? The Xbox Series X, we don't know nothing about, although I say that. We know lots about it, but we just don't know what the price is yet. True. Or when the heck we're getting it. So or when pre-orders will start. Those little details. You know, know, hey, we know when we know when the pre-orders for the the gold plated PlayStations are Mm, super tone deaf. Anyway, I will lie, though, I kind of want one of those controllers. I'm not going to do it, but I want one. I would enter a raffle for a giveaway for one. I mean, I can I can get behind that. I, I don't think I can get behind buying one, but, you know, having it given to you is is pretty OK. I, I would enter like, like I said, I would enter a raffle if it was for like a good cause. That's fair. Anyway, That's definitely fair. So anyway, so, yeah. my my thinking on this is that this is this is good for Microsoft. This is essentially, you know, they are coming out and saying, so, I mean, this isn't necessarily the way we wanted this to go, but I think our console, they're they're going to go out and they're going to try to beat Sony on price. And I think that they might. I agree. It's a great thing. This is exciting. I love, you know, I love hype. I love new stuff. Mm-hmm. I love hearing about it, thinking about it, talking about it. There's blood in the water, friend. Because they've been waiting. So now they're going to have to tell us this new stuff. I say all this knowing that tomorrow morning will be the news dump for the PlayStation five and, and, or the Xbox series X. We'll just have to, we'll figure it out. So Amanda, would you believe it? If I told you that this was episode 131 or no, I'm sorry, 231 of the engaged family gaming podcast. You know that I would believe only because we counted the episodes before we got started. We didn't go back in time. 131. I remember, I forget what we, we were talking about. That was many years ago. So, so Amanda, thank you very much for joining me tonight. Uh, I am glad and happy to report that I did actually record this episode. Hooray! Hooray. Everybody, you have yourself a wonderful week. We will be back next week with a board game episode. Specifically, talk about a whole bunch of stuff about Magic the Gathering, but in... Some interesting stuff that you actually might care about even if you don't play that game. Like, Amanda, what if I told you there's going to be a Dungeons & Dragons expansion for Magic the Gathering? Does that set your businesses tingling? That sets my, yeah. Like some oh. brand synergies. She's, some she's brand all like, synergies, She's like yes. branding synergies. Did you just say that? Yeah, that's going to happen, and we're going to talk all about it. So, everybody, right. you have yourself a wonderful night. Until next time, don't forget to get your family game on. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.